So, last night, WWE officially announced this first War Games match. That's for the women. And it will be, on one side, Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka, and two other participants, against Damage Control and Nikki Cross. Damage Control consisting of Bailey, Eel Sky, and Dakota Kai, and one more participant. Now, the question is, who is that going to be for Damage Control? And there's a lot of names. There's a lot of names being tossed about. Rhea Ripley, after the tease between her and, um, excuse me, after the tease between her and Bianca backstage and the situation with her and Mia Yim, that's being talked about. Um, Candice LeRae uh, is another name being tossed around because, you know, there's a possibility the attack that she suffered was staged and she's going to reveal she was with damage control the whole time, you know. And then you got the two other slots on Team Bianca, which obviously are tailor-made, you know, for, you know, as some people put it, Sasha Banks and Naomi, excuse me. So there's some names being tossed about when it comes to the women's war games match and who the other participants in it will be. The men, I think, are going to get set up on SmackDown this week. So you're going to have a War Games match on behalf of Raw. And you're going to have a War Games match on behalf of SmackDown. Which, you know, both make, you know, consist of a mixture of SmackDown and Raw talent. But it looks like they're going more with a um, Raw a raw creative decision and direction for uh, Monday Night, for the women and a SmackDown possibly, you know, direction for the men. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of war games. One of the things a lot of people always wonder about. Is why did it take so long for war games to, you know, make its main roster debut? You know, why did it take so long for it to make its main roster debut? And that's a good question. That's an obviously good question. And the obvious answer, as everybody has pointed out, <coughs> excuse me, the obvious answer that everybody has pointed out is Vince McMahon. You see, Vince has a history, as we have seen on television, that if he didn't create it, if he can't take credit for being some of his own ideas, then he's going to want nothing to do with it, or he's going to change it up to where it, he could put his stamp of approval on it. He could basically say, yep, that was my idea. But, you know, but what does that have to do with War Games, you might ask? Well, War Games originally was an NWA, WCW, mainly Dusty Rhodes uh, creation. That was, you know, that debuted basically in 1987. That's right, 35 years ago. So this marks the 35th anniversary of the event, which basically is um, ironic and I guess you could say ideal for it to be the year that it makes its main roster debut for WWE. But... But with that said, you look at the fact that Vince, you know, ever since he bought WCW and stuff, 
you know, back in, you know, 2001, you know, you would feel that he has the rights to all these match types. He has, you know, he has all the rights to those, these WCW previous, you know, pay-per-view names and events. You know, why doesn't he use them? Why doesn't he, you know, use them and, you know, make money off them? Well, he's kind of done that in a sense. I mean, he did bring back Starcade, not as prestigious as it used to be, but, you know, once in a while when they're in the Carolinas, especially towards this part of the year, um, he'll bring back Starcade, or they will, WWE will bring back Starcade for a one-night event. You know, that's, you know, that's one thing they will do. But besides that, there, there's not just much he would necessarily want to bring to the table. Not really. Not really much. I mean, he'll take elements, you know, from previous WCW match types or, you know, pay, you know pay-per-view uh, themed ideas, excuse me there, and incorporate them, you know, into something that he could correct, be credited as, as his own creation, you know, like the Elimination Chamber. You know, we know that part of the rules there, one of the rules is War Games related. We know that. So he'll take concepts and elements from other promotions' ideas, from matches or events, but make it his own. He'll make it his own by putting his own little twist on it with his own ideas, mix it in, kind of make an amalgamation out of it. And this is why Vince, Vince, and this basically is why Vince would not, you know, thoroughly... You know, just go with the idea itself, whether it's the pay-per-view name or the match, because again, he he'll like the concept, he'll like the ideas, but instead of going full full blown on with it, he's just going to be like, "Hey, I'll take this, I'll take that, and that's it." You know, you know, because to him, if he puts out a war games match, if you will, he's crediting, you know, the people that created it, and he doesn't, he never wanted to do that. He never wanted to do that. It's kind of like with some of the superstars he would bring in. You know, whether they would be brought in directly from another promotion, or he'd be bringing them up from NXT, or even before that, FCW. You know, if he didn't create that individual, he would find a way to make that individual his own creation. Now, there have been a few exceptions, because I think in a way... They have met the criteria that Vince would look for. I mean, obviously, Vince was high on Samoa Joe. You know, he's been wanting him, and he basically fit a criteria that Vince was looking for. And, of course, Samoa Joe was part of NXT, which was, you know, Triple H's baby, you know, at that time when he came in. So that scored huge brownie points with Hunter, you know, when it came to Vince, obviously. And Vince is like, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. We'll, we'll do this. We'll bring him in. We'll make him a, a wrestler. You know, everything will give him a big push or at least give him a semi-decent push, put him in the main event or up a shillon of the mid card. And that's what they did. And they and, for, and if it wasn't for the injuries, you know, not only would Samoa Joe still be there, there's no doubt people feel he might be one of the champions but that we wouldn't have an undisputed champion right now because Joe might be holding one of the other titles. But be that as it may, you know, be that as it may, um, you know, Joe, that's neither here nor there because now Joe's in AEW. 
But the point I'm getting at, there have been a few exceptions. But, you know, outside of those few ex- exceptions, Vince has always taken somebody that if he didn't create them, he would change them up to be his own creation. He would. Uh, good example, L.A. Knight. Ever since Triple H has taken over, he tried to make the Max Dupree thing work, didn't work. And he says, you know what? You're not Max Dupree, you're L.A. Knight. And ever since then, ever since then, you know, they did this progression where Max was going back to L.A. Knight. And finally, here he is. He's back to being L.A. Knight, being the heel, the smarmy heel that everybody knows him, Eli Drake, to be. And it's been, and obviously, it's paying off. It is paying off in a big way. Will it pay off in a championship run with the Intercontinental title? We don't know. But still, it's paying off. It's paying off in a huge, huge way. And there are other examples as well. There are other examples as well. I mean, people getting the names back, people being able to act more like the NXT uh, versions, you know, versions of themselves and everything, or the indie selves. You know, there's a lot of things that are changing for the better. Now that Triple H is running things, but when Vince was running things, he would change things up despite the fact that, you know, they didn't need to be changed, like I said, with a few exceptions, because if he couldn't take credit for it, then he didn't want nothing to do with it. And that was a fact. And that's why War Games, you know, everybody is happy finally it's getting a main roster debut, a main roster run under Triple H's watch because of the fact that Vince wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, Vince wanted nothing to do with it because Vince didn't create it. Dusty Rhodes did. Dusty Rhodes created as a blow-off uh, kind of match similar to what Hell in the Cell ended up being for WWE, you know, when it came to the NWA. You know, a blow, excuse me, a blow-off match for teams of four or five to end or at least put to rest or put on the back burner a feud that needed to end. You know, it needed to end. And it would work. No matter who was in there, the War Games concept would work. Now, have other promotions taken the War Games concept and changed it up a little bit? Absolutely. ECW did it back when they were in, in business with Double Jeopardy. That was one. Of the, that was the match they called, or they called it. CZW, its successor, if you will, uh, capitalized on the concept with Cage of Death. You know, they did the Cage of Death deal, which is basically, you know, like a Double Jeopardy, but it's more an more along the lines of an ultra-violent version of War Games, where when the match starts, you have all this plunder, all this weaponry, you know, skewered about, you know, the cage area. And the cage, and the cage itself would change, would, you know, change, you know, design almost every year, depending on where it would take place at. Then, of course, you have TNA that did Lockdown, which incorporated the weapons aspect that CZW, I think, introduced. But instead of having weapons scattered about the ring, you know, within the ring, I should say, or outside of it, whatever, they would have the weapons on the roof. And after all five participants entered, the roof would come down with the weapons. And, you know, that's a great... 
that's a great kind of like change up to make it, you know, your own version. The same with MLW. MLW does war games, but they call it the War Chamber, and there are a few changes here and there that they've made to make it their own. Heck, WWE, NXT mainly, when uh, Triple H introduced it, you know, said, look, we're going to do war games, but we're going to change it up. And instead of having an enclosed roof, we're going to have an open roof. And it's going to allow for the wrestlers to perform more high-flying maneuvers, death-defying maneuvers, unlike, you know, the original. And guess what? You know, with that change, you know, that they put in there, as well as the key to participants inside little cages and all that, you know, until until the time to enter the match comes, that is a huge change. You know, that is a huge change because... Well, it's not much of a huge change, but it's still a change in a way to where you're wondering, okay, who's going to be next? Who's going to have the cage opened up next? And what will come of it? Because we saw a couple of years ago, we saw a couple of years ago, basically Dakota Kai turn heel by attacking her friend Tegan Knox. You know, that's what she did. It's like as soon as it looked like she was going to get ready to enter the te- uh, uh, match for Rhea's team, because Rhea was a babyface at the time, what happens? Dakota Kai decides to turn heel and turn against them. Even though the plan didn't cost Rhea the match, still it was a way to, like I said, you know, turn her heel, but also throw in that twist of you never know what's going to happen even with the participants waiting in these pots. So everybody has changed up war games to make it their own. Even if, it, even if they do keep basically the similarities down to almost a T with a few changes, they found ways to make it their own. So you have to wonder, why didn't Vince do that You know, when he finally owned the rights to war games? Why didn't he do that? I mean, people will shit on the whole uh, invasion angle and all that, but if you look at the... Uh, finale, the winner-take-all finale at Survivor Series 2001, I don't think anybody could argue that despite how you felt about the invasion, that could have been a good way to do war games. That could have been a good way to introduce war games into the WWE by basically putting Team Alliance against Team WWE. You could have still ended up with Austin and Rock at the end, but what a way to incorporate the war games concept and kind of say, hey, I now own the rights to this match, and I can bring it out whenever I want. But he never did. And he's had various opportunities since then to do it, but he never did. He never did. In fact, I asked Jeff Siegel, the Slug Daddy, during a Q&A that he, it's a, during a Q&A he did recently, which unfortunately he didn't have time to answer the question, but I asked him what 80s, late 80s to early 90s matches of Survivor Series do you think could have benefited from war games? You know, from a war games um, atmosphere. And to me, I look at the fact that, you know, there's many matches that they could have done this with. There are many matches. One, in 1990, they could have done the Hulkamaniacs against the Natural Disasters. I mean, that kind of pretty much fits in with the War Games match. You could still do the match of survival later on, 
even though the War Games match would overshadow it, that still could have been done with War Games, you know, with a War Games feeling to it. So, heck, even the first one, even though it pretty much wouldn't have made sense, Andre's, Andre's team against Hogan's team, you know, could have benefited from a War Games idea. Again, you know, even though War Games debuted that year for NWA, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It could, it basically, it could have worked if they wanted to do some kind of similar concept. I mean, even in 1993, as much as you want to crap on, you know, the... Um, Survivor Series there with all the alterations that it had to be made with the participants and, and all that. You could argue and say, you could sit here and argue and say that despite how you felt about the main event, that the way it was built up, it too could have easily benefited from a War Games style match. And that's the truth. That's the truth. But Vince never took advantage of it. He never did. Even, like I said, when he owned the rights to it, he never took advantage of it because, again, he never created it. And if he can't take credit for its creation, he wants nothing to do with it. So now, fast forward to 2022, a lot of us at the beginning are thinking, well, we're never going to see war games, you know, except in NXT. Guess what? Guess what happens? Vince McMahon, by the <laughs> Vince McMahon, miraculously, you know, has to retire, step away, if you will, from the business, all because of these in, Ill, all because of these allegations and stuff that just, you know, really came out of nowhere. You know, which was a big surprise to everybody. You know, you you know, you look at you know this causing Vince to step down. You know, and it's not only his daughter Stephanie and Nick Khan to step in as co CEOs and co and co chair people. But you also have Triple H stepping into the, you know, role of power he's got, you know, and now all of a sudden Triple H is like, hey, I'm running things now. I'm going to finally do what Vince never wanted to do. I'm going to put these concepts on there because I know they fit well into certain themes of pay-per-views. And he's looking at Survivor Series and he realizes if there's any pay-per-view that's worthy of being, you know, a new home for war games on the main roster... It's Survivor Series. And there you go. There you go. Fast forward to 2022, all this happens, and as an end result, we're finally getting war games. Now, the question is, if none of these allegations got discovered, and all this, all this money laundering got discovered, you know, and Vince was still in power, would we have gotten war games? Maybe not. Maybe not. You know, it all depends, like I said. This year marks 35 years since the concept was first introduced. You know, it made its debut, if you will. And it's kind of fitting that it's making, like I said, it's making its main roster debut at Survivor Series, an event that fits it well. Fits, you know, that fits in well with War Games because of its theme. So, so honestly, if Vince was still in charge, we would probably finally get it. You know, it's hard to say. I mean, Vince might say, hey, we'll just do it one time. I'm to celebrate 35 years of war games, but then that's it. It's never going to be back on the main roster. You know, he might give it a try. Just, you know, just to pay tribute to Dusty and, you know, as well as to see exactly how fans would feel about it. But, but we can't say. We can never say. 
But now that Triple H is running things, we could confidently say this is going to be a main staple. This is going to be a main staple going forward. So, in the end, you know, the reason it took so long for for WWE to finally give us war games on the main roster is because of the fact that, as everybody's pointed out, if Vince didn't create it, if he had nothing to do with it, you know, you know, it's original, you know, creation, it's original conce- conception, if you will, then he was not going to use it. He was not going to use it. He was not going to push for it or anything like that because he couldn't take credit for it. He couldn't take credit for it. It's kind of like with other franchises out there, like with Sonic the Hitchhawk. You know, some people would say that, you know, characters like Bunny Rabbot, Sally Acorn, Rodo, and Antoine, they shouldn't be in the video games. They shouldn't be where, anywhere near them. They shouldn't be anywhere near, you know, any uh, television or comic book spinoffs of Sonic and everything because they weren't created for the games. They were not original, you know, creations of the original creator. And here's the thing, though. They were. They were. Anytime you look, with, you look at merchandise with their imagery on it, it says, you know, it says the name, and it has the copyright Sega. And that's where the argument falls apart, because they are created by these people. Yes, they're created more for the Western audiences, the Western side of the world, but they are part of Sega. But a lot of diehard fans, you know, kind of basically look at it the very similar to how Vince looked at War Games. You know, if it wasn't created for the original games or the original ideas of Sonic, then it has no business being part of Sonic. Just like Vince would look at War Games and say, if I didn't create it, it has no business being here. You know, another, you know, it's like he'll take elements from it, you know, and put them, into, you know, put them together in a match. But, as long as, but if he had nothing to do with it, you know, with his original conception, he's not going to do, he's not going to want to do business, he's not going to want to present it to the world, you know, as it was. And that's pretty much the truth. That's pretty much the truth. But thankfully, we are now getting it. We are now getting it, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait for it. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are. How do you feel about the fact that it took this long for us to finally get war games on the main roster, not just NXT, but the main roster period. Let me know what your thoughts are overall. Comment below, live chat during the premiere, like the video, hit the subscribe and bell buttons for notifications to know when all my content will be released. Also check me out at patreon.com, that's BWRosis, with a $1, $3 tier and a possible $5 Q&A tier in the future. Still working on that. Also check me out at Teespring. For merchandise you can't find anywhere else except there. Got some new MLP related merchandise you might like. Also, ladies and gentlemen, check me out at Vimo at BW Roses for content you can't get here on YouTube. Also, check me out, out at Venmo at Brian Woman 2 and Cash App at BW Roses 98. Again, Venmo at Brian B R I A N dash Walmer W A L M E R dash 2. And BW Rosas, that's B D, that's B W, B W R O S A S 98 at Cash App. Also, check me out 
at BW Roses Discussions, all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora, where you will get an audio version of this as well. Also, check me out at divanart.com at BVW1979. And that's really about all the plugs I can give you guys. But until next time, let me know what your thoughts are. And until then, I am out. Well, take care and have a good day. And if you live here in California, try to stay dry in the northern part.